The Reserve Bank of Australia caught most of us by surprise a couple of weeks ago when it only hiked its OCR by 25 basis points. Brazil has just done the same thing. They've also held their rates in their latest review after 12 straight increases. With us is Sam Dickey from Fisher Funds. Hey, Sam. Evening, Heather. How are you? The, I'm well, thank you. These guys are acting like they've managed to knock off the most, you know, the bulk of the inflation. Are they right? Uh, well, uh, you two pretty isolated cases there. So I think sort of 65 independent central banks globally, and most have been in hiking mode. So Brazil paused rates. They didn't. They didn't cut um, after the equivalent of 47 25 basis point rate hikes. So yeah. pretty aggressive hiking cycle and. That was because Brazil's economy is reliant on commodity exports like iron ore, oil and soybeans, and they've all fallen 20 to 35% in the last few months. So that's actually driven down Brazil's inflation from 12% to 7%. And the RBA is a little bit different. Um, they still raised rates, um, less than the market expected, as you said. And they just wanted to take stock and see how the cumulative effect of the recent rapid interest rate rises impact the economy. Uh, which which kind of makes sense, and and I think the the um, conventional wisdom is it takes around nine months for a single rate hike to fully impact the economy. So there's going to be some real lagged impacts of this this sort of unprecedented hiking. Actually, I did want to call out one outlier is Turkey. Actually, um, they've still got 80% local inflation. And they've actually been cutting rates. And a friend of mine said it's like they're running on the treadmill, but they're eating donuts and smoking cigarettes at the same time. Why are they doing this, Sam? <laughs> uh, Turkey in particular? Yes. Yeah, I think they're really concerned about a growth slowdown in geopolitics around the region. That was their reason. But um, wow. I think uh, they should be considered the outlier. Yeah, very much. Hey, so obviously, I mean, the contrast, there's a lot of comparison being drawn between the RBA and the RBNZ. RBA going a lot slower now, the RBNZ still going hard. But ultimately, the RBNZ will actually have a moment to pause, won't it, over summer where it doesn't meet and raise? Yeah, I think so. Eventually, everyone's going to pause. Um, the yeah, I think post those two moves by two pretty big central banks, I think everyone started chattering about a, a global dovish pivot, as it's called by central banks, um, and the Fed and the RBNZ certainly put paid to that. Um, I guess kind of bigger picture, why is it risky for central bankers to pause too early? And that's if the inflation genie's not put back, it, back in the bottle, it can get even worse. So you, everyone remembers the 1970s, the Fed started cutting rates in 1974. They kind of declared victory on, victory on inflation early, and it, it spiked again and they had to re-hike even more aggressively. So I think central bankers are a bit paranoid about that. And probably the, the lesser evil is hiking into a gentle recession to ensure the genie's back in the bottle than um, having a 1970s-style debacle. Yeah, so what do, I mean, given given you've got all this stuff going on globally, the headwinds and the volatility and stuff, and then the inflation, what would you say to, inf- to investors? What should they be considering right now? Well, I think it's, it is a bit premature to hope for a wholesale easing, this sort of dovish pivot. And I, I think, frankly, that's probably a bit moot now, given what the, the Fed and the RBNZ, for example, did. Um, but the good news is, um, you know, that those key drivers of inflation, we've talked about this before, oil, freight rates, industrial commodity prices, and even housing prices are fading. So we're at least in the ballpark of talking about a pause in monetary policy. I mean, but just do do note the differences between Brazil and Australia and then, say, New Zealand and, and uh, the US, for example. But again, 
focusing on quality companies with strong balance sheets because per last week, the risks of a kind of a, a self-reinforcing risk as opposed to a self-correcting risk are higher. Sam, it's good to talk to you. Thank you so much, mate. We'll talk to you again, again uh, next week. Sam Dickey of Fisher Funds.